Welcome to the Business Reboot Podcast. We're here to pull back the curtain of entrepreneurship and help you fall in love with the business of your business. We know every step forward is a chance to be more aligned in purpose, grow businesses that create impact, and live the lives we work so hard for. Sometimes all you need is a reboot to get started. Hello, friends, and welcome back. I'm Corey, and I'm a brand strategist specializing in brand photography for small business owners. And I'm Melissa, a confidence and business coach for female founders. And together we are the Business Reboot. We're an education hub for entrepreneurs, helping you refine your brand and generate more revenue by helping you create offers that make sense. Yes. Okay. Today is going to be really fun. It's a little different, but today we're going to be doing a Q&A with questions that we've gotten over the past few weeks in our DMs. And listen, y'all, they are so good. They are. So good. They are so good. They are. They are. We wanted to share here on the podcast because here the here's the thing is that chances are if one person is asking these questions, then other people are asking them. And we think that these questions are pretty high level to be asking because, um, you know, we work with entrepreneurs who are in all seasons and all stages. Uh, of business, but we're seeing especially our entrepreneur friends who are hoping to scale and pivot and escalate and elevate and accelerate and all the words that mean grow and incline um, and how they're serving that these are the questions that people are asking because I think it's 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 just good stuff. So we're going to just dig right in. Corey, yeah. you want to start with the first question? Absolutely. So the first question that we are going to share today is how do I know when it's time to grow a team? And mm, that's good. That's good. Such a good question. Such a good question. And so here's the thing when the work that needs to be done is outsourceable and freeing up time for yourself, uh, when it would help you grow your business revenue and get more clients, that's when you probably want to start looking at adding team members on whether it is a contract status or an employee status. Most of us start with a contract status um, when you're looking at coming into your business as far as growing a team. Um, that's mm-hmm. the things that that we would always say. Also, when the demand for the level of work you offer surpasses what you can do and do well on your own, or when you can't possibly serve to the level that you want to without having help, that's another big sign that it's time to start looking at adding team members. Right. And I think that there is this um, kind of like glorification <laughs> of having a staff or having a team. I remember when I was a photographer, it kind of the the stature of uh, ultimate status was having a studio. And it was like, that was the thing that everybody wanted. I want to do this, but I want to have a studio. I want to do And when I got the studio, I quickly realized that was not everything that people <laughs> said it was no, because not. I had to pay for that. Mm-hmm. I had to pay for it. And then I had to clean the bathroom and I do all the things that I was like, this is kind of sucks. Um, And so we don't encourage you to hire a team and have a team of people just to have a team of people. Like we have both worked with clients before where they start to grow and maybe they're growing a little too quickly or they're growing on pace, but just not um, looking at it as more than status. They're not looking at it for what it could be, which is really to help free up time for you, the owner, um, to go out and help generate more clients. You know, having a team doesn't also mean that you have to have employees. You can hire a friend to watch your baby or to do your bookkeeping. If you are a photographer, you can hire them to do your editing. If you have a business for real, you can hire them to do your social media or emails or clean your house. Literally any anything can be outsourced that can, you know, show up and serve to help free up time for you to actually grow the business. Right. And you guys know the African proverb, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And and that's really, really true. That if if 
if you are at a point where the pace is really, really like it's, it's, you're outpacing yourself. Yeah you're, yeah. you're outpacing yourself. You are doing, all, you're wearing all the hats. You're doing all the things and you're like, okay, I can stay here and I can maintain, or maybe I do need to grow a little bit or a lot and I can link arms with other people, whether it is somebody watching my kiddos so that I can get some alone time to work bookkeeping. I don't want to do that anymore. That'll free up a whole, you know, three or four hours a month that I don't have to to do that. And somebody else can take it on because that's in their wheelhouse. There's, there's so much that you can do when you link arms with other people. Um, and you know, your work on your own, Melissa and I have found this can sometimes really only get you so far. There will come a time that you may need doors opened that you don't have access to right now by yourself, or, You might need to process some things that you can't do alone, or maybe you need an extra set of hands to help grow this thing. And that's where building a team comes into play to help you grow. Absolutely. I love that. Okay. Second question. Now that we've talked about team. And also just one last thing about having a team. Um, Don't let it be scary. Do not let that be something that scares you into not doing it. Because if it's time for your business to grow, or if you have plans and dreams and hopes for how you can serve people, but you as the owner can physically not do one more thing. And and I actually ended up having a call with someone who said, I don't want to hire a team yet because I haven't maxed out everything I can do with the hours that I have. And I, I it kind of caught me off guard a little bit, not because, um, I mean, I don't believe you should just pay people to work for you when you don't have enough for you to be doing either. But I also don't necessarily believe in the full max out of your time. Mm -hmm. Because when we do that, first of all, that means something different to every single entrepreneur. But when we do that, that means that we're like burnt out before we ask for help. And I just hard pass. Don't agree on that. Okay. Wait, can I go ahead? Because I just thought of something else when you said that, that that max out capacity, the problem is a lot of people don't realize that they're at that max out capacity Mm -hmm. until it's too late. And like you said, the burnout is real, but then guess what? You're already starting to fall three paces, five paces, 10 paces behind. And now the business is actually running you and you're not running the business. And it's almost like you should have asked for help 10 months ago because you're now underwater and and you're really struggling to keep your head afloat. So ask for help in a forward-looking capacity before you actually might need it. Like like Melissa said, it's not a status symbol. It's not, hey, I'm going to get a team because it makes me look better. It's be forward thinking in your growth plan and know when you're going to need to add somebody to come help you. I love that. I love that. Okay. Second question is, this is such a good one. And I feel like we get this question all the time, Um, literally all the time. This is like number one thing people want to know. How do I know when it's time to increase my pricing? I mean, hallelujah, hallelujah. Okay, so we've actually got a really good story for this one because um, we have an amazing coaching client who we hope will be a guest on our podcast very soon. Um, But we ended up working with her this week. And first of all, like, you know, if big, biggest question is going to be, are you booking out at your current pricing? Like we, we want to know. So we were talking to her and just asking about where she's at, how things are booking, where they currently are. And um, she was so excited because she was booking consistently, you know, six, seven, eight um, clients with her current pricing. And 
she was pumped up about it and she should be because she works really hard and her work is incredible mm-hmm. and everybody needs to hire her. So, yes. you know, you got to think about it from the from the perspective of simple like supply and demand, right? If if your work is getting booked and you don't have enough time to do much, then your availability goes down. You need to raise your prices. And also, if people are booking without even batting an eye, then you might want to look at what the market can withstand and that could be that your prices need to be adjusted. So, it, this week we had a coaching call with her and she was just really excited and really happy about her her recent price increase. She had done her price increase not that long ago and she'd been booking um, weddings at that price and she was so excited about it and we were too, but something just felt off. Both Corey and I sat there and we were like, wait a minute, I think we need to adjust some things. And so <laughs> we were like, hold thing, up. She looked at wait. us and she was like, wait, what? And we were like, wait, what? <laughs> and so we ended up doing this big deep dive into her packages and saw that there needed to be some more tweaks, some more, what does Tom Hanks call it? And you've got mail. They've got some tweaking yes. that needs to be done. We did, listen, right? we did some some big tweaking. <laughs> we didn't tweak. We slashed. It was what it was. But it was all it was all really good. It was not in a way to when any anytime somebody wants to help you with their pricing, if they are a good coach, they're gonna look at it from multiple yes. views. They're gonna look at it from you know what the market can withstand. They're not gonna just beef you up and be like, you're amazing, charge a million bazillion dollars for this. Like no, they wanna, you know, price it accordingly. Well, and right? so that you can be um, successful. The as coaches, right. we want to see you be successful, but also to be paid what the market will withstand and what you need to build and grow your business. Right. And what we saw was that her work was way better than what her current pricing reflected. Like way just didn't even match up at all. And so um she listened to us and it was the most incredible thing to get messages from her a couple of days later saying that um what we said worked. Well, yeah, right. because in one call we helped her restructure her offers and kind of simplify that pricing. And with two days within two days, literally two days, she made over ten thousand dollars more booking two clients at the new pricing that we helped her establish. Literally three times more than her average package that she was booking when she right. called us. Which is it was like insane. It was insane. insane. It was mind blowing. And so we loved getting those Voxer um, messages in from her. We, we were all in tears. I mean, I think we were all snot crying because mm-hmm. it was like, she was like, I get it. I I get it now. Thank you so much for pausing me on celebrating the pricing increase I thought I had done and really taking the time to dig through it, to look at what and my packages needed to be beefed up with value and what needed to be stripped away of things that I really didn't need to have in there and simplifying it, making it easier, making it more understandable for my clients to book and making it easy. So they were like, yes, that's what we want. End of story. That's it. And so that was just such a gift, I think, for her and her business, but also for Melissa and I to see that, you know, it, it was it was it was an easy growth moment for her. Right. But also she was primed for this because her packages were booking consistently. If your current pricing is not booking consistently, um, it's maybe a price increase is not exactly what you should be doing. Also know that, that sometimes when you're uh, changing your offers or you're changing your pricing, it doesn't have to mean that the dollar amount changes. It can just mean that the value that is in 
whatever current package or container that you have shifts. So it may mean that um, your price point is dead on, but you need to change the amount of service that you're giving within that price point. Or maybe it needs to decrease because you're giving away too much and, and people aren't utilizing certain parts of whatever it is that they're purchasing. And it's just, I mean, it's good business to have your pulse on what you're charging and how you're serving and making sure that it's fully aligning. So and I will say yeah. too, that's kind of what we do with our coaching clients is look at what's working and what's not working. Uh, whether we're talking about pricing and offers or the way that you're running your business in any other capacity, what's working and what's not working. And then let's go from there. So great, right. great point. Right All right. Next. The third question that we have gotten actually from several people recently is I'm struggling with work-life balance. Uh, I've seen great success lately like literally multiple six figures this year. And I can't seem to be the mom to my kiddos and a great wife and still run a bad A business. What does this even look like? Is it possible? And we were like, yes, yes, it is. Oh, yes. This is a good (laughs) question. But you got to shift some things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think that there's a real trick in finding balance. The real question is, what do you really want out of life? What are your priorities? What do you want most? Because here's the thing, you will chase the thing that is the most you. You don't get unbalanced when you keep your eye on the thing that you want most. And there are definitely seasons where, you know, your family may, may require more of you. And there may be seasons where your business requires more of you. It, but it's up to you to set those priorities and work like heck towards those. And Melissa and I, we actually keep the finger on both on the pulse of both of our businesses and the business reboot and our always going back to what are our priorities with this? What matters most? Are we in alignment with all of this? And I think it's the same in marriage. You know, they're like, well, marriage is 50-50. Well, no, it, no it's not. It's not. <laughs> because here's the thing, even especially like just in my own personal experience being a military spouse, a lot of times it was 80-20. Sometimes I was the 80 and he was the 20. And sometimes he was the, you know, the, the whatever I just said, opposite of that. I don't even know. <laughs> I was the 80, he was the 20, or he was the 80 and I was the 20 because he was gone. And, you know, we we made up the difference for one another. And um, it's one of those things where it's the same in your personal life and your business life. Uh, it's not always going to be 50-50, but when you are defining your priorities, gosh, it can it can work. It can work. Right. Absolutely. I mean, I think that the big thing for the reboot here is that you don't have to compartmentalize your business and your life when, you know, that it's all connected. It's all connected. And we talk about that as kind of like our pillar for this company. um, That That's how we want to serve people is letting them know it's all connected. Like you're, you're not balanced in your work life. Your, you know, your home life is going to also the equilibrium will be off there. And, and I think when, when we're talking about what do we really want, what do we really want? That is such a hard question for people because they are so um, wrapped up in what other people tell them that they want. Exactly. Uh, You know, especially in the age of social media being the way that it is and online marketing being what it is. Like you just have to be crystal clear with yourself and really like brutally honest. There, There are days where Corey and I because we are getting ready to embark on, a, you know, some new things with the business reboot that we have uh, had to start taking like hard looks in each other's faces saying, what do we really want? What is this going to look like? Can you believe that we're going to do this? And, uh, and the answer that we're, is yes. We're, yes. Well, <laughs> apparently it's yes. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's absolutely yes. But it is, it is, um, it's something that we have to keep ourselves in check about too, because anytime um, you put, I'll, I'll just say it and I'm not 
trying to be ugly to people who are workaholics, but Corey and I's favorite activity to do together, like our absolute favorite thing to do is to sit on a couch with our laptops and work. Yes. We love it. We will get a, we will get a bed sore like it is our day job and we love it. But we also know that um, being a workaholic will cost you everything if you're not careful. And I am not living to work and neither is she. We want to work so that we can live. And, um, and so really what it comes down to is priority and, and balance. Um, It's so funny. We have a dear, dear client that works with us in all three capacities of the businesses that we run um, who she has a brand that promotes balance. It's, it is, uh, it's called Plimsoll gear and it's, she, has built an entire brown uh, brand around this mark that goes on the side of ships that will show you where the load is heaviest so that it helps balance a ship out because ships are not allowed to sail unless they are balanced. And, um, and she talks, uh, you know, tells her story often about how her life felt it was out of control. And she really decided that digging in and finding what made her feel balanced was going to keep her going. And now she uses her brand to promote that too. And it is given Corey and I really good kind of bird's eye view into what um, what we want and what we show people and what we see, you know, people say social media is only like 10% of somebody's life. Well, there's just a lot of people out there making it look like that 10% is about 90% and it can get, make for really, really cloudy vision. And so for us, it's all about priorities and just making sure that, um, that you have them in check. And if you don't, this is, I'm not trying to plug coaching, um, but I'll always plug coaching because I wish that had been around when I started my business almost two decades ago. Um, This is where having people in your corner to support you and hold you accountable really, like really, really comes into play. And it's really important to make sure that just like we said a second ago, that you're, you're not doing it alone. You're doing it together and having people who will um, you know, pop you on the hand and send you to bed because it's time to close the computer. Yes. Like that's, that's really helpful. So that's my 10 cents. My two cents was free. Oh, there you go. Well, and I, I agree so much with that. And I think that Melissa and I have found um, real balance in the way that we work together too, and how we hold each other accountable for the work that we're doing and taking time off and not doing work like yep nope nope you're supposed to be on vacation go like I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want to hear your ideas for instance this week um we've had a very very busy schedule in our own businesses as well as the business reboot and guess what tomorrow I'm taking off and my girls and I are all going to the mountains and having a girls weekend uh with our oldest daughter and so I worked really really hard Monday through Thursday even stayed up one night until 11 or 12 editing a session for a client to get those to her so that I knew I had a lot off of my plate so I could take Friday, Saturday, Sunday and check out and go be a a mom and have fun with my adult daughters. And so I hope that we can relay that to you is that you can find that balance, but you have to be really in tune to what it is that you want most because chasing all the things, all the things and all the ways that people will define success for you is not going to work and will throw you out of balance faster than anything else will. So you have to define what your priorities are. You have to define what success looks like for you. And then you have to help find people that will help you go in that direction and achieve those things and keep you sane. Right, 
Right. Okay. Question four says, I'm noticing a downtick on my social media. I'm getting low views in stories. Oh, no. Don't get us Tell us about stories. it. Oh. Corey, Corey and my mama that see everything I post Jeez. today. Okay. She says, I'm getting low views in stories, which is what used to bring me clients. How important is it to network in person these days? Mm-mm-mm-mm. Okay. So first things first, we have an episode about this. Episode number 28. And we had to go look it up because I could not remember, but it's called Learn How to Shake a Damn Hand. And it is all about <laughs> um, in-person networking and the value of in-person networking. You know, there there are ways to get around those low views, uh, but it can feel like trash. You know, yeah. um, I think, I mean, there are so many things that we could say. Um, Corey, when we were kind of like putting together show notes, she was like, you know, I mean, think about it. We've missed peopling. And I was like, Corey, not today. I have peopled enough. I really could use some less people in right now. Please, thanks. Well, and she was like, no, we can't say week. that. She has people out this week. But, um, um, but you know, social media is a useful tool, but there, there's so much more out there. And I will say that this is not, this is a place that I used to thrive. I loved an in-person networking uh, event. I loved an in-person luncheon or coffee and things like that. And then, um, uh, now it's not the same, but it's also because those organizations that were available to me locally don't exist anymore. And so Corey and I were talking about that, how you used to be able to go like, let me be a part of the junior league. Let me be a part of the, um, oh, what's it called? Uh, Corey. The Chamber of here. Commerce. There it is. I was going to say the culture of, no, that's not it. Chamber of Commerce. <laughs> Chamber of Commerce. Go be a part of, you know, any, any kind of big group. And we did those. Man, did we hit the ground running years and years ago when I first started my business being a part. I wasn't just in the club. I was also the president. She was the president. And I wasn't, it was, and it was so fun. And those days were invaluable because those relationships I still have with people, but you really do need to go get connected with people who are in your local area. Um, Do not let the internet fool you and make you feel like if you're not serving people coast to coast and country to country, that you're not doing that great. No, it, there's something really awesome about being able to um, share and pour into uh, clients that you have that are locally, like local that you can see and you can run into. Like it's really cool because um, it just, it makes for more community and local community is the best. So that's like the whole point. Um, but I say this to you being the person that also struggles with this because I don't want to go to some of these things, but I have to. And Corey will be like, ma'am, you need to get on, get on to the country club. I'll get like, out okay, the door. Go. Get going. out the door. <laughs> I'm going. Pack your bag. Oh, that's right. That's right. So meeting people locally, it's just such a good way to grow. And um, even if you struggle with it, like there are going to be things that are really important for you to go and do. And you're not going to be able to connect with people as deeply and intimately as you will when you reach out your hand and you introduce yourself. Absolutely. You know, the places that you can do these things is that, for instance, we have a local women in business um, uh, organization here, and it's um, funded through, I want to say the state, like the local economic development um, group. So that's something co-working spaces can be amazing. I know Wilmington has a phenomenal one, rising tide groups. Uh, it, It could just be a group of your friends that meet for coffee once a month to chat about life and business. I mean, hello, Melissa talks about being the president of all the things. I was definitely the, uh, leader of our local mops organization back in, um, 2000, uh, 2004, 2005, something like that. Way, way long ago when my kids, my twins were little, but it was such a great sense of community building. And I learned the value of that early on as a mom for how to survive those, those early years. And I have taken that into business and how to build community and how to, to thrive in that. Also, 
please remember if you, I hope you're not too old to know this, but like seven degrees of Kevin Bacon concept, Melissa and I were laughing. Okay. Can I, can I explain this to people who do not know? I mean, I just had to Google it. I'm Googling it. It's the best. Okay, it is the six degrees mm. of Kevin Bacon. I'm sorry, so six degrees of Kevin even Bacon. Even less than that. Even less. Okay, so it's, uh, I'm looking on the internet, and it says, it rests on the assumption that anyone involved in the Hollywood film industry yes. can be linked through their film roles yes. to Kevin Bacon within six steps. The game's name is in reference to six degrees of separation, a concept that um, blah, blah, blah. We know what that is. Okay, I need to see how this works because this is insane. Okay, so you name I'm any Hollywood at, actor. I'm looking. I'm looking. And okay, there's connection. So th- there's like a chart, and it says Kevin Bacon, and there's John Hurt. Is that his dad? And then oh. Kira Sedgwick, which is his wife. His wife. And Sissy Spacek, and Tom Cruise, and Matt Dillon, and David. Somebody I don't know. And literally, like, there's this big. Way- I've never what? heard of this. Actually, I feel like I have heard of this, yeah. but this is weird to me. Like, is that weird? No, it's funny because here's the thing. When you think about your local community, think about how many times people are connected that you meet, like somebody worked with somebody in a former job, but then they're actually somebody's cousin that happened to be somebody's mother's brother. Like some, you're, there's so many connections, especially in like a little small town, which is where I live. Melissa lives in a bigger college town, but it's really interesting. I think in the world of business, um, that concept uh, definitely plays out where somebody is always connected or has a resource or uh, a connection that you that could help you or that you could help. So that's where in person networking comes. I in. love that. Okay, that's right. And I think I think I think just to kind of wrap this up, think about going somewhere. And I will tell you, I'm gonna tell on Corey because I went where she lives, and I we both looked a hot ratchet mess. And she was like, "Oh, we we can't go in there." And I was like, "Why?" And she goes, "I just I saw so and so. You'll have to go in by yourself. I don't have my hat on." <laughs> and I was like, "Hold on, ma'am, what?" <laughs> and she was like, "I cannot go in there looking like this." And I was like, "It is Walgreens. I do not understand." It was very funny, but yeah, <laughs> because was going you, in, you do you, you know somebody and people. That's right. People who come to town, they're like, do you know everyone in this city? And I'm like, yes, yes I actually do because I do. spent years networking with them. But all that to say, wrap it up, bow on the top. Um, yes, it is really important for you to network in person. Just get out there, get uncomfortable, meet people and let them know that they need what you have. Absolutely. Last question that we have gotten recently is I'm really struggling with dealing, feeling like an imposter in my business. What's your advice on how to work through that? So the first thing that we would say to that is let's normalize the fact that most of us deal with this at some point. I mean, raise your hand if you've never felt like an imposter, because I don't think any of us would, um, because the whole fake it till you make it can only last for so long. So why not just face the fact that we all struggle with it at some point? We, we have done that. Mm-hmm. I will say I was listening to a John Acuff podcast episode recently. I think it was episode 144. Uh, and he did a whole episode about this. And he said the only way to be imposter syndrome is to do the work. So let me say this again. Do the work. You do the work. You get results. And this is the kryptonite to imposter syndrome. And I think that that's the thing is just keep showing up. Keep doing the work. Even if you feel like I'm not qualified, I'm not worthy, I'm not valuable in this, that's not the truth. Keep showing up, doing the work. You will get the results with the consistency of the work. And that is how you cure, if you will, as John Acuff said, imposter syndrome. 
Right, right. I think that was episode 144. In case you listen to John's podcast, yep. it's incredible. Um, and then I just did a podcast last week with our dear friend, Chad Brown at the Stronger Business Podcast. And we were talking about action, just, you know, same kind mm-hmm. of concepts and ideas, taking action, doing the thing. Um, and I think that uh, we will allow our emotions to put us in a place where we just sit stagnant. And that is the worst thing that we can do. It's kind of like if you already feel crummy, laying down on the couch Mm -hmm. is not going to make you feel any better. Sometimes you need to sweat in order to get that, you know, the funk out. You just need to go out and and do some stuff. And so um, I think, yeah, I hate imposter syndrome. I hate it so much. I know that um, it's like the higher level you are, the more deeply you feel that. Um, you know, I feel like I wish we all had the confidence of brand new entrepreneurs all the time because yes. those people, they're crazy. They're like little baby snakes. They got all that venom and they're just <laughs> killing it and going and you're they're getting a little taste of entrepreneurial freedom and it feels amazing. Um, and it's because they don't quite know yet that there is heartbreak that comes with being an entrepreneur sometimes, or there is frustration or there are hard parts. And it's like the, the joy before, you know, the, you know, the real story, (laughs) yeah, the the possible crap that goes along with it. Um, but, uh, but really it's just putting one foot in front of the other and keep showing up. That's going to be the thing, you know, um, I think there's nothing else to say. Just keep showing up because the work you're doing is important the people you're serving have picked you. They didn't pick somebody else. If we can stop treating every sale as though we have tricked someone into giving us money uh, and we are holding our breath so that they don't find out we don't know what we're doing, <laughs> then um, we would we would be a lot happier in how we serve people. Right, right. And the, those those wins and those results um, are, are going to feel so sweet in that season. Yes, yes, we love it. Well, Thank you so much for listening to us today and for being a part of the Business Reboot community. We um, are just, we love being able to come and have coffee with you or go on a walk with you while you're listening. Um, We've got something really great for you this week. One of our favorite resources that we've ever created was about sales. And uh, because it's, you know, November now, we're getting ready to enter Black Friday. We're getting ready to launch those deals. If you are in retail, this is about to be your time to shine. So we thought this would be a really good time to give you a free resource that we've got linked in our show notes. You just click on the link there and you should be able to download it, but it's called how to lose a sale in 10 ways. And it's going to help you in your upcoming black Friday deals and really just your end of year sales cycle. So hop over there and snag that resource. Yeah, And also we have a quick favor to ask if you've enjoyed these episodes, please go leave us a review because it always helps to get the word out and to, to share the love. So Thank you again for joining us this week. And don't forget to connect with us on Instagram at Business Reboot or visit our website at thebusinessreboot.com. We will be back next week with another episode of the Business Reboot Podcast. <laughs>